In a world where social media and outrageous beauty standards reign supreme, Girls in Real Life encourages young women to love themselves by living fearless and filter-free. Society might have its own idea of what a girl should be, but we're here to remind you of what it truly means to be a girl in real life. Now, let's get into this week's episode. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of the Girls in Real Life podcast. I'm your host, Mariah Clayton, and today we are getting real about body positivity. And I'm so excited because I have a super special guest with me today, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit more about her. Hello, everybody. My name is Emma Loney, and I am so excited to be here. When we first connected on Instagram, I think we were both fangirling over each other. So <laughs> it's a super cute moment. Um, but I have been involved in pageantry since I was in high school and really didn't understand the impact of having a different body type in pageantry until I became more involved. Um, and additionally, my sister developed a really severe eating disorder my freshman year of college, and it just really you know, drove home the fact that we have so many standards of beauty that not just pageant girls, but everybody in the world is, you know, faced with. So it really just became my mission to um, promote, you know, self-love and body positivity and acceptance in my body as a curvy person um, and show that on the pageant stage. So I'm so thankful that you had me today and that I can talk a little bit about this. Yeah, I I think it's really something important that we have to discuss. And I think like this topic has really been at the forefront for a while, especially with social media and, you know, representation and all of these things like Savage X Fenty having this amazing lingerie line and, you know, showcasing women of all different sizes and shapes and skin colors and hair textures. I think, you know, like inclusivity within itself has really been at the forefront of our society for a little while now. So I think this Mm -hmm. topic is so fitting and I'm just really excited to start diving in. So I guess first and foremost, I'm really curious, like what made you want to start competing in pageants in the first place? So I was in high school and, you know, throughout my life, there've been like questions like, Oh, she's pretty, she should model, whatever. But I've always been pretty short. So we never really looked into it. I didn't really think it was possible. And then we of course get the, the NAM letter in the mail. (laughs) I'm like, mom, Oh my God, I've been selected as a state finalist. We have to do it. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what NAM is, it's just a different pageant system. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, more of a youth-based pageant system. Um, it's all about kind of like growing confidence and that's their motto. So that's where I first got involved and they didn't have a swimsuit portion. It was interview, um, personal introduction, and then evening gown. And that was it. So as far as, you know, feeling like I was different, it wasn't so much in the fact that I needed to be on stage in a swimsuit or anything, but it was just that there weren't a lot of pageant girls, even in this system that looked like me. Um, So then I just really fell in love with the sisterhood and I love being involved in my community and just having that platform of a title or involvement in pageantry as a whole to really promote things that I cared about and be out in the community and just working with community members and things that I cared about a lot. Um, And I just, of course, loved it and have been doing it ever since. Oh, I love that. So I know you said like when you first started, you could tell that there still weren't a lot of girls who look like you even in this pageant system. So could Mm -hmm. you like tell me about a time where you felt self-conscious about your body or the way you looked being in pageants and like how you overcame that moment? 
Oh, absolutely. And you know that it has been a lot. I think a lot of misconceptions with being body positive or just being confident in myself that I am just, you know, very um, social and present on everything. It doesn't mean that there aren't moments that I have really struggled or moments that I feel down. Like we're all human. We all struggle at times, no matter how confident you might be in yourself. There's going to be those days that are difficult, but specifically in pageantry, there's been, you know, comments made by other girls, judges, um, just simply standing in line to compete and looking, you know, down a row of girls that are all about size zero to four. And I'm sitting there as a size 12 or 14 and saying, okay, am I going to just, you know, be completely dismissed because I don't look like this line of women in front of me. Um, even after years of competing and going to the national level and competing as a state title holder, same thought you walk into, um, to check in and I'm like, okay, um, there's a high probability that I'm going to compete extremely well, but might not do well as far as placement because, the judges had one look at me and said, mm, no, we're not going to have a right. plus size or curvy person. That's just not going to happen. So it's always a thought when competing. Um, and it really was Miss Earth USA that I just said, you know what, like, I know how this goes and I'm going to just go and do me and represent myself and know that like, I'm not fighting for a placement. I'm not you know, putting these expectations on myself as far as placing because I'm there for so many more reasons. Yeah. And it's not, I know it's so cliche, but, you know, competing in pageantry, it's not all about winning. It's about, for me, it's always been about representing women that look like me. Yeah, I agree with that a thousand percent because even like as a black woman competing in pageants, like mm-hmm. seeing white winner after white winner after white winner, right. you're like, well, dang, uh, if I wear my natural hair or if I'm like too black, like, are they going to pick me? Like, I feel like that's something that like me, I personally struggled with on that right. end as far as inclusivity goes. But I mean, it's definitely it messes with your mind almost. It's yes. like, it's definitely a mind game because you walk in and you're, you know how much you prepared and you know how much work you put in, but yet you get mm-hmm. there and you look around and you see everyone else and you're like, oh my God, did mm-hmm. I do enough? Like, does my hair look good enough? Is my outfit good enough? You know, like it's all those little things that like literally don't even matter, but we spend so much time mm-hmm. worrying and thinking about it. But I really like how you said, because it, it, even though it is cliche, like it isn't all about winning. And when mm-hmm. I was getting ready to compete for my state title, like I was okay with walking away without a crown. I was okay right. with that. I was like, as long as I go on this stage and I represent the best version of myself and I prove to other young girls who have natural hair that they can come on this stage and like be successful and feel confident, then that's what yes. I'm going to do. And I feel like once mm-hmm. you get to that place to where you realize it's not about placing, it's not about winning, it's about being the best version of me and representing that 110% then you are more successful because you're not worried about like, oh my gosh, like, did I miss my turn? Did I do this? Like, did they notice I almost tripped? It's like, no, you walk up that stage and you feel so good and so confident about how you just perform because you know that you put your best foot forward. Yes, I cannot agree with that more. And I mean, it took me so long to get to that point because I put so much value on like doing well as far as scoring, but like 
you take a step back, it's just five or 10 or whatever number of judges, random people that are just putting (laughs) a score to you. And I mean, now that I've judged plenty, it's just like, it's so subjective in being able to get on stage and just, you know, you're only going to be happy if you decide that you're going to do the best to your ability and not in comparison to everybody else, you can't know what other people are going to do. You can't say, oh, like I need to be more like this person and try Mm -hmm. to change yourself to be like them because you're going to walk away unhappy with how you did, not only because you didn't win, but also because you weren't true to yourself. So being true to ourselves, like both of us as pageant competitors, like I think it's so important. And, you know, when you do walk away with a title or you do walk away with a crown or whatever placement, however it may be, it's so much more rewarding because you know that they saw that authenticity in you and that you were there showing up as yourself and confident in who you were. Exactly. So speaking of confidence, I want to know, how did you learn how to feel confident in a space that had a history of like neglecting, you know, plus size women and girls who are Mm -hmm. maybe not the original standard of what pageantry used to be like, how did you learn how to feel confident in that space? Well, I actually developed that sense a lot earlier than my involvement in pageantry. Mm -hmm. I had a parent from a very young age, always say horrible things to me regarding my body, my weight, et cetera. And through growing up, I just, said to myself, like I had two choices. I can listen to them and just accept that and just feel down on myself Mm -hmm. and always try to change myself to, you know, meet what they thought I needed to look like, or I could just prove them wrong and show that like, I loved myself. I could do everything that they said I couldn't do. I could be confident in myself and look, I'm still thriving, even though you said I wouldn't. Right. Um, So that really carried over into pageantry. And of course, you know, hearing those things as, a 10 year old is not good and really, you know, has, I mean, it definitely was harmful, but it also, you know, gave me that space to really grow from, um, and kind of go into the pageant world with that sense of, you know, it's the same kind of negative things being said about me, but I'm going to just continue to show people that they're wrong. Um, and especially after Miss Earth USA, I had an influx of messages, comments, horrible things being said about me on all oh yes on all platforms and it got to me for about you know five hours and then I I had to regroup and I said you know this is the same thing are you going to just let these people tell you you know and make you feel this way or are you going to just continue to do what you're doing and prove them wrong and so it's just you know a continuous okay I'm going to prove this wrong you're always going to have haters and they just hate you because they can't do what you're doing. They're not as confident as you. Like they are dealing with Mm -hmm. things internally themselves and they see a beautiful woman like embracing who she is and like, hold on, she ain't supposed to be doing that. Like (laughs) they get mad. I'm trying to ruin her day. Exactly. exactly. Let me leave this mean little comment right quick. Like she won't see it, but like we do see it. We see everything. We do see (laughs) it. And oh my gosh, I especially like on the fan pages, because like I have never had that attention before. So I'm like, wow, right like you just want to read everything like what are they saying about me yes yes and then it was like oh no this is a horrible choice we're gonna take us we're not gonna do that 
we're gonna not do that so the only thing I see now is like you know direct comments on my pages and I have not responded to a single one you just gotta delete it report it whatever block it and move on because it's not worth it and like you said people are going to always have something negative to say especially when you're challenging like stereotypes there's always going to be that backlash um and that I mean to me it just means that you're doing something right do you I don't want to say do you feel like a pressure but do you feel sort of a responsibility now to kind of be this body positive person all the time since you have gotten this influx of followings and you do have young girls who look up to you and aspire to be like you? I think yes. Um, and it's definitely it, what it comes down to more is just like, I don't, I don't know what to share sometimes. Yeah. Um, because of course, like I want to keep the conversation going, but I'm also in law school Um, there's a lot of other components of my life. Um, but I guess what it comes back to is that this all really started for me, especially, um, in like my passion for really promoting it and sharing about it, um, was when my sister was hospitalized, like I mentioned earlier, that was a little over five years ago now. Um, and I'm always going to be affected by that. And I Mm -hmm. still see it and I still, you know, have to she's still suffers like eating disorders never fully go away. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, still feel a responsibility just for that. Um, because I love her. She's my sister. I care about her so much. Um, she's my best friend Mm -hmm. and that drives a lot of it. And so I guess it's not necessarily the followers or what, you know, attention I've gained through social media or through things being shared through pageantry, but it's more so, you know, that initial thing that kind of sparked my passion to do this in the first place. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And uh, is your sister yeah. older, younger than you? She's younger than me. Oh, okay. So yeah, that yeah. big sister, you're like, oh, oh I yeah. just gotta, you know, protect her. I definitely have that syndrome. Yes. I'm like, no, stay right here. <laughs> right. And then it, like, it was so hard because at the time I didn't like, nobody understood. And it was a matter of learning and like being able to show her just being myself that it was okay to look like I did yeah and that was so powerful in itself and then that just you know translated over to social media and being able to just inspire anybody over social media in that same capacity has been so rewarding and kind of you know my goal I it's not for a title it's to be you know the change that I wanted to see right that's, uh, there's a quote that I heard that says, you can't be what you can't see. And I think it just goes back to like that representation, not even just in pageantry, mm-hmm. but in any aspect of life, career wise, business wise. Um, and I think that there are some people who like literally cannot envision themselves in their wildest dreams until they see someone else who looks like them, or who comes from the same background as them or who has mm-hmm. gone through the same thing as them. So where then they can be like, oh, now I can visualize myself here. And so I think, you know, like that's like you said, representation is so important in the media, in magazines, in all aspects of life. And like you said, we have to be the change that we wish to Mm -hmm. see in the world because nothing is going to change if we don't change it first. 
you know, like change starts with us. And if we want to see change, like we have to be that change and we have to actively try and like break down these standards and break down these things that have been built up for years and years and show people, no, like it's okay to look this way. It's okay to do this. It's okay to be that and be confident in it. And I think, you know, that's one thing that I love about the world today is that we really are trying so hard to like change people's minds of what is beautiful, of what is normal, of what a family looks like, of what love looks like. And I think, you know, like it's so beautiful to just see so many people passionate about so many different things to try and change the world for the good. Yes. I could not agree with everything you said more. And yeah, I, I think there's so many misconceptions on so many of the things that you brought up that like they think people think that they can't become a part of it until they see somebody else doing it. Mm -hmm. So just simply, you know, being plus size and pageants, there weren't plus size models so many years ago, but as soon as, you know, people started to do it, it became a huge thing. thing. And now, yeah. And now we see plus size models in every single brand that we shop. And I think like you said, and I said before, representation is the key. We have to see people of all different backgrounds and body types and races and socioeconomic status in different positions, in different activities, whatever people are doing. And that representation needs to be everywhere. Um, And just pageantry is just a very minuscule part of the whole world that needs just better representation. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. So you competed at Miss Earth USA, did fairly well, looked amazing. Y'all, if y'all <laughs> haven't seen her, like y'all go to her Instagram right now and just like, just be in awe. Like I was in awe. But oh my um, gosh. <laughs> I know you are getting ready to compete for Miss Illinois USA. So mm-hmm. what made you decide to compete in the USA system? And how has that process been like? So competing at Miss USA was always kind of a dream. Um, (laughs) I never thought it would be possible Mm -hmm. um, unless I were to do some extreme dieting, lose a bunch of weight. I thought that was the only way I could do it. And with everything that I've been involved with in my life, everything that I've experienced, my sister being a body positivity advocate, that was not something I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I wasn't willing to, you know, change everything about myself just for a title. Right. But after Miss Earth USA and a lot of support from so many people, both fans, friends, um, some USA title holders, um, I really felt in the change of leadership, I really felt that, you know, why not me? Yeah. And I wouldn't know if I didn't try. Um, And I truly think that the Miss USA organization needs that representation. I mean, it's, there's a lot of like modeling base with the Miss USA organization. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, you've been a part of it. Um, And, you know, even having the prevalence, like we just talked about a plus size modeling, why we not have a plus size woman on the Miss USA stage, they had Ashley Graham as the host multiple times, but nobody that looked close to her on the stage. Um, So it's definitely, you know, been a process to get here, but I really think, you know, I believe in myself and I have a great team of people behind me that believe in me, a great team of sponsors. Um, And regardless of if I make it to the Miss USA stage or not, I think, you know, I'll keep trying. 
um, until I can't anymore. <laughs> As you should. I know I'm rooting for you and so many other people are rooting for you. Like I'm definitely going to stream that on Pageants Live and yes. like <laughs> hear you on because I just, I would love, love, love to see that. And even like I went to the Miss North Carolina and South Carolina pageants uh, two mm-hmm. weeks ago and Miss mm-hmm. Asheville, she, uh, I forget her name, but her title is Miss Asheville and she's in a wheelchair. She plays top uh-huh. five. And I'm like, right. I just, I, I would. I would love to like see the day where she is crowned and she is able to like be that representation for other people who feel like they can't do it because they have a disability. Like I yes. am just ready for the day where we see a Miss USA stage filled with beauty and all types of women. And, you know, I would really just hope to see like them live out their message of like being confidently beautiful and empowering women. And I think, you know, like one day we will get to that, I hope. But uh, like mm-hmm. you said, starts with us for sure. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, yes to everything you said. And, you know, the critiques that I've gotten is like, oh, it's a beauty pageant. It's like, we have a standard of beauty. Like that's why people watch, but I totally like, don't understand that viewpoint. Like, of course, pageants were started as like, oh, male dominated kind Mm -hmm. of like, oh, let's look at these these women that we right. think are attractive, but now, and especially having been involved for so many years, the biggest thing that I see in pageantry is empowering other women yep. and what's empowering women. If we're not going to be inclusive and have that representation, especially on arguably the biggest stage right. in the United States, as far as pageantry goes. And I think for systems to remain relevant, they need to start including all of these different types of women um, and, you know, disabilities, body types, everything. We need that. And yeah. I think so many people want to see it. And I really think it'll change the audience, mm-hmm. which I don't know necessarily if the pageants are ready for, yeah. but I think it would be a super cool transition to see how that all comes to be and changes as time goes on. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. Well, Emma, we have come to the end of this episode. I feel like we've only been talking for like Girl, five I know. <laughs> but I do it's have just been a one call. <laughs> I know this really has been. But I have one more question and I just want to know what is the biggest life lesson that you have learned so far? The biggest life lesson <clears throat> by far has been to always follow your dreams. Don't let anything that anybody says keep you from doing so. I have accomplished the greatest things by just ignoring all those negative things that people have said to me or told me that I cannot do and said, I'm going to do it anyways. So I think that is the most important thing you can do. Yes. And I agree. Y'all know I've told y'all that a million times on here, but Emma, thank you so much for joining me today. You are literally like a ray of sunshine and I'm so Oh my gosh, you are. Join me today. Uh, Go ahead and give everyone your social media handle so they can follow you and keep up with you on your journey to Miss Illinois. I only use one uh, Instagram just to keep it simple. Hopefully I can have a title holder one soon, someday, (laughs) fingers crossed, right? Um, but my Instagram is at Emma.loney. Uh, my last name is L-O-N-E-Y. So Super that is it. That's all I got and for you. It'll yeah. also be in the description of the podcast if you guys want to check her out. Again, huge thank you to Emma and thank you to you guys for listening. Y'all know I love y'all so much and I will talk to you guys on my next episode. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope that it was able to enhance your life in some way. 
Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast before you leave. And also follow us on Instagram at underscore girls IRL. Go out and live a fearless and filter-free life. And always remember to keep it real. Thank you.